one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hello everyone, it is the Build Up Show Champions League <laughs> quarterfinal <laughs> Liverpool travelling to Madrid to face Real, the 13 times winners of the competition. Um, on Tuesday night, almost upon us already, um, I am beyond excited for this. I know Chris Pajak is, I know Callum Sanders is, is and I know that Sam Walker is as well. I am, and I'm sure you all are at home. It's just... Ah, um, I, I like I could sit here and just make like excited noises for about half an hour. I'm gonna try to chat about the footy, um, Chris. <laughs> it just come right. Just I've known it's coming for ages, and it snuck up on me basically. And it's it's the fact that it's a Tuesday night game, yeah. and it's the fact that we're not travelling uh, to a, a big European away, and so it, it kind of doesn't feel real until you then start doing like the build-up shows and stuff like that. Mm. But my word, what a game at the weekend! Like if the first half against Arsenal was the launch pad for the second half, this that Arsenal game itself was the launch pad for the Real Madrid game for yeah. me. And you know the performance and the way we obliterated Arsenal didn't give them a sniff, controlled the game from the first minute to the last minute, and and, and just took them apart piece by piece. It's just the perfect way to lead into this game against Real Madrid yeah. because that's what we're looking forward to now. It's the business end of the Champions League. It's the two-legged ties. It's the quarterfinals. You can sniff the final, can't you? If you get a good result here it's just perfect like and the fact that you plan your way through it as well and we're in the easier side of the draw easier side of the draw and stuff man it's exciting absolutely um callum uh, first and foremost congratulations twenty thousand subscribers on team oh, coppish buzzing mate yes thank you thanks for everyone you supported as well thanks to you guys as well for having me on much appreciated yeah. Well, um, how are you feeling, mate? It's just—it's the kind of tie to just, just, just to just to revel in, isn't it? I can't wait for this game, and I know I could be sitting there in forty-eight hours thinking, oh, I can't believe we've just been smashed, but I'm, <laughs> I, I can't wait for this game. Since we lost them in the Champions League final, I've just I've wanted this game back, and I, I actually went on record and said I, I quite wanted Real Madrid in the Champions League this season. And people were like, "No, no, I want Porto." I was like, "No." This is a game because this is a game players will get up for and they will want revenge. Salah will want revenge in this game. And a revengeful Salah is a dangerous Salah. I can't yep. wait. Yeah. No, it's, it's like... Oh, oh. Um, no, I, I, I completely agree with Callum's point there. Sam, I, I, I've been 
the revenge thing's mad because I think people people sometimes try to overplay it and sometimes then people then try to really underplay it. It'll be in the players' minds. There's absolutely zero doubt about that. And I don't think people think of it... I don't think the players think of it the way that we do. It's not like when they've got lads threatening uh, to offer out Jordan Pickford because he fouled Virgil. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is like... The players will want to go and have a straightener on the pitch. And, like, you know, by, by going out and being... Faster and stronger and quicker to things, and you know, winning your fifty fifties, winning your personal battles, and, and 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 getting revenge by scoring goals and not conceding them and progressing that that kind of stuff. That's one thing. It's just got this real taste. And I've I agree with I've wanted it for a number of seasons since Kiev. I wanted it the next year, and I wanted it the year after. I wanted I wanted to be able to prove this side to prove itself. Now. It's you know as far as Real Madrid cycle goes, I mean there's a case to be made that we've got them at a, a a better time than maybe getting them in previous years. But obviously we come with our own set of potential issues. The point is, to Callum's point, we can lose this game, but that's that's another part of where all the excitement comes from. It's a game that it's a game of football that matters. The, the Champions League quarterfinals for me is like it's where it all starts. Like the last sixteen, the group stages. You, you, you know, you've just got to get through and do your job, haven't you? Yeah. When you get to the quarterfinals, very, very rarely do you get a tie where you think, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll easily win that. And even if you do, look at Juve and Porto, and that happens. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. This is it. And I think the Real Madrid game. If we'd be top of the league now by twenty points like we were last season, if this would feel like it's revenge because it's about this game. But for us. Now it's almost bigger than that as well. The fact that it's Real Madrid, just extra motivation. It's like this is our final right now. Where we are in the league, this is us. It feels like you know when we beat Barca, that was our final. You know we we beat Barca, we knew we were going to win. If I feel like if we beat Real Madrid, we are going to Istanbul. I don't think anything will stop us. I don't look at Chelsea, but whatever, we'll beat them. I think we beat Real Madrid, over overcome that demon, this giant of a club. I think we'll kick on, and this. So I'm 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 like, wow, this is the game. This is the tie for me. Honestly, that, we need to Sam make these games. We need to make sorry, sorry, Cal. I think <laughs> Liverpool need to make these games not a big thing anymore, because I think you know when you look at like you know we've played PSG and we've played Bayern Munich and we've played all these great sides over the last few years in the competition. Real Madrid are the one that got the better of us, yeah. uh, you know, and in in a final. For me, I want Liverpool, and and we've been dead lucky for years. We didn't have Champions League football, or we didn't get to these positions. Now we're getting to these positions, and you're coming up against good sides, historically great sides, and you're like, yeah, sound. We're Liverpool. We're going to take these on, and that's where we are now. We need to make Real Madrid one of those things that just become another side that we beat on the route to somewhere else. Yeah, that's that's what great great European sides do. You don't fear anybody. Yeah, no, I I completely agree on that, and that's that's the thing about it is that. It's you know Klopp talked about this. The, the lesson from Kiev was to learn how to win football matches when you're not at your absolute best. You know and you can go and do that. And you're right. That, that's what Liverpool need to do. It, it needs to be. A, it needs to be a journey on the right. Quarterfinals is fine. You go out the quarterfinals though, and no one remembers it. And like I'm not saying that people have a, a particular again no silverware for getting to a semi-finals, but it's interesting that, that it's one of the things Jamie Carragher was talking about. If you can make it to the last four of a competition, you can get like you can get knocked out by anyone, and you, you're playing the best of the best in Europe. By the time you get to the semi-finals, that is an that's an achie- almost a I say an achievement, but you take my meaning on that. That's what this is about. This is just it's it's we're excited. It's big. It's great to have a big game of footy back, but this shouldn't be. This going out in the quarterfinals is shit. It's going out in the round of sixteen. Shit going out in the groups is shit. It's slightly less shit as you get a little bit further through the competition. But you want to get in that semi-final because because sounds right. Once you get to a semi-final, 
then you're a tie away from being in the final. You it's touching distance from actually from actually winning, uh, and particularly given how Liverpool season's gone, just the prestige of being amongst Europe's finest four will set will remind the world. Not that anyone I think outside of England really needs reminding of this because you know people don't follow the domestic leagues with the same level of focus as we do internally. That Liverpool are. Absolutely at the top table when it comes to European footy. Um, the big questions, Chris, and I'll start with this. I'll start with the centre backs, Kabak and Phillips versus Benzema. Um, we kind of said this a, a month ago, really, that the Real Madrid draw was a good draw. They're not they're not brimming with attacking talent the way they have done. In, they have been in previous years, and it's a, a few more games for Kabak and Phillips just to get up and running. But make no mistake, Karim Benzema, you know, look, he's in the twilight of his career but he's still an absolute goal machine yeah I think th- I think he, he hasn't had enough respect throughout his career th- that he deserves to be honest with you because you just don't stay at Real Madrid for he must have been there nearly a decade now you just don't stay at the top table for that long if you're not a brilliant forwards and you know you you have to just look at I mean he's probably won three or four Champions Leagues hasn't he I mean he's definitely won three I know that um, he may have won he's won four yeah there you go uh-huh. and that's the type of striker that he is he's been at the top table for a long time and he wants to continue to die in there and, and and it's a huge test for Kabak and Phillips because he's he's got a little bit of everything in his game and he's he's not going to be a 40 50 goal a season striker like Real Madrid have had in in your Ronaldo and stuff and he's a great foil for those players he was but he's still going to bag you 20 to 30 goals almost every single year and he's got that physicality which might give Kabak and Phillips a little bit of trouble but he's got he's, so, he's such a clever player he, he he knows how to deal with every type of defense and stuff so huge test for the two of them yeah Absolutely. I mean, the, the encouraging thing, uh, Callum, from a Callum Benzema perspective, and it's not—it's actually no encouragement for him. But you know, he's got 24 goals um, in 33 all comps this season, which is obviously a brilliant return. It's that he is. He is their goal threat. Now they do spread it out quite a bit, but you know their second highest goal scorer after Karim Benzema is Casemiro with six, uh, Asensio. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Asensio with five, Modric four, Vinicius Junior four, Sergio Ramos four. We'll talk about him in a minute. Um, and that's what I mean. You know, Liverpool obviously you don't want to lose too much focus on him, but that's a. Uh, Again, just it speaks to the whole thing, isn't it? If you can quiet Benzema, and that's a that's a that's no that's no simple feat, and that goes back to the challenge of Kabak and Phillips. If they're able to come out on top on that, it gives Liverpool a fantastic platform to win this time. Indeed, and uh, Benzema, as you both said, has been massively underrated across Europe, and he was sort of Firmino before Firmino came to, to the powers that he is today. Um, but I do think you're right. If we can keep Benzema quiet, whether it's be Vinicius. Asensio or um, Hazard that plays, I think you negate a lot of their attacking prowess. And I think you keep Benzema quiet and it allows us to play on the front foot and really pin back Real Madrid. And I don't think they're the greatest defensively at the moment. Yeah, definitely keep him quiet and don't roll him the ball. Yes, yeah, if you cannot just <laughs> hand him the ball in front of goal, that would be a, a, a positive step yeah, in the right spot. direction. Yeah. Um, um, Sorry, everyone, too soon. Yeah, oh, too soon. It's never gonna be. It's never gonna be fine. Um, the one pair we were having a little chat about this time pre uh, pre roll, and um, Eden Hazard, Zidane reckons he might be available. It was too soon for the Ibar game at the weekend, but Eden Hazard could be available. And I had a little like I've been looking at the stats and looking at the goals and going, well, the only man who can really hurt us is Karen Benzema. Like I know Hazard has been. He's had loads of injury problems. He's just not fulfilled that like that potential. I think you know since moving from Chelsea, 
But if there's one player on the planet who I am just terrified of Liverpool coming up against, regardless of whether he's played or not, he'll come into this game. He had an entire rubbish season for Chelsea and then decided to just turn up at Anfield and say it as a new one. So, yeah, I would be a little, a little concerned if they were able to get him back for this game. I'll be honest with you, mate. I haven't seen Careful. a bit of him. <laughs> I don't care, I don't care. If he even plays, which I doubt, he might come off the bench if they're in big trouble. But for me, he's he's now like he's good to shift the ball past Trent and then not move with it because that's where he's at these days. He's he's his ass is that big. Is he's put loads of weight on. He's he's just not. I mean, he scored like what? He scored like two goals from Madrid in two years. I just think. Yeah, he might pop up and bang on him, but over those 90 minutes, if he would play, he'd probably do more harm for them, not defending and not doing what he's supposed to be doing. Is he describing he, Hazard he... or me? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but seriously, like... Oh, he's dead big. He's put on a bit of weight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's, honestly, though, he's, 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 that is, has to be Zidane just, just talking to, you know, to Liverpool. That, that, that's all it is because, or he's been asked the question, he's given an answer and then, you know, the, the UK media or whoever, Mark, whoever it was that have taken it into it. Oh, well, look, remember that goal three years ago? Because I just think Hazard, he's been, hasn't he been told he's one more injury away from his career being over? Like, we shouldn't be, if we want to win this thing, be worried about a guy who's been told one more injury, your career's over. You know, Benzema, yeah, hands up. You know, they tried to replace him enough times and it hasn't worked out, so he's the man. But for me, Hazard, if we don't deal with Hazard, that's on us, not on the quality of Hazard, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. My, my, I'm really, my, my, my big hope in this game is that, and I mentioned this a few weeks ago, is that this is a bit like when we played Real Madrid in 2008-2009, in that post-Galacticos, you know, they've still got brilliant players, but it was like they came to that game with Raul, a centre-forward, who was a, you know, a legend, an absolute legend of football, but the fact you know there's a, there's a respect that says you've been at a club for a long time but there's also a thing in saying like you are you've been you're now the main man because all the other main men have gone is also a, is also a little point about this and that look they're, they're going to cause us problems without a shadow of a doubt but I'm kind of hoping that that's that's the way they're at because this isn't this isn't that Real Madrid this isn't Bale coming off the bench and scoring overhead kicks. It isn't Cristiano Ronaldo, the complete footballer and human being. Um, that that kind of stuff. The, you've got that experience in the spine of the side still, haven't you? You know, yeah. your Varane's, your, your Modric's, and your Casemiro's, and your Benzema, and all that type of stuff. And we know that experience in, in the Champions League is absolutely massive. And the fact that most of those lads have still won it yeah. a few times each. So we're not, you can't underestimate Real Madrid. Because if we can sit here and we've sat here, all of us, at some point over the last few years and go something different about Liverpool in this competition yeah. we've won six of them Real Madrid have won 13 if we think we're a little bit different when we get to the Champions League yeah. Yeah. Real Madrid are on another level to everybody else when it gets to the Champions yeah. League and you've got to respect that yeah. no, you've got to respect 100% that 100% on that the thing that kind of leads me into is obviously the Sergio Ramos stuff Chris and you know we're told that he's going to miss both legs whether that's true you know we'll, we'll find out I, I would be it's interesting that both Levin Lewandowski, you know, obviously different team. It, it's I, big, big important players. Be, we're being told it's one month out, which will definitely mean they miss both, miss both legs. I have a little scepticism about whether both of them might be back for their respective clubs by the time the second leg rolls around, but we'll see. Um, but I, 
Um, I don't know. Is the game better or worse for us for no for Ramos? I think it's better for Liverpool. I think first of all, he's a top draw defender. Second of all, he is Real Madrid. He's their yeah. DNA. He's what makes them tick. And he's a player who has always thrived in the spotlight of things. Yeah. You know, if, if this game was going to be talked about Mo Salah and, and Sergio Ramos, then I reckon Ramos would have come out on top mm-hmm. because he always has done. He's done it throughout his career. When everyone's talking about him, he shuts everybody up and he reminds people, not just defensively, by the way, but you mentioned there he was in the top scorers. He's consistently scored goals in big games for a long time. Yeah. He, takes the, he takes the pressures of big being at Real Madrid, which is probably one of the worst clubs for pressure in the, in the entire world, and he bears it on those big, strong shoulders of his really well. So I'm made up that he's not playing because I don't want the storyline to be Salah versus Ramos. Yeah. I want the storyline to be Liverpool versus Real Madrid. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's an interesting point. I mean, it's telling he's actually their penalty taker as well, which is another thing that they may be losing from this. And um, my the one thing I don't know enough about Real Madrid's who's below the surface, really, Callum. But you know, the, the problem with the Ramos thing you're right is people thinking that it's a win because he's out somehow is obviously a little bit misleading because Real Madrid are, are going to be a fantastic outfit regardless but Chris is right up for all the reasons listed um, it is nice that the focus will be the match rather than that and I also the problem with Ramos is when you find players like that who are at that stage of their careers and it becomes an all or nothing you know you you, you leave you end up with desperate men do desperate things and, you know, I mean, think about Vincent Company for Man City, snapping Mo Salih, Ramos doing the, the same kind of thing. At least you lose as someone who's maybe lost, he's lost a yard, he's lost a little bit of his ability and trying to make up with it with brutality. Means we might actually get a, a more of a football match for not having Ramos involved. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I think them losing Ramos actually means they'll probably be slightly better defensively in terms of how they set up. I think as an, as an overall footballer and as a leader, Ramos is probably second to none when it comes to being a centre-back in um, over the course of his career. But you think about his physical attributes now and you think Mane, Salah, Jar, I think they could tear him to absolute pieces potentially. However, you look at Nacho, Varane, um, and you, you think they've got more pace, they've got more agility about them. They, they could actually be up for more of a fight with those three players. However, I do think them losing Ramos and his leadership, his overall leadership. And if things start to go bad for Real Madrid, we could literally see them just spiral out of control. Whereas if he's there and they go a goal or two down, you're thinking, well, yeah, we can still get back into this because Ramos is here and he could pop out of a big goal. Yeah, absolutely. The... um... It's just a big game of forty, isn't it? Uh, right, Sam, we're gonna uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about what Liverpool do selection wise and how the game's likely to go, etc., etc., etc. After we take a short break, we've got a trivia question to keep you guys ticking over. In the meantime, uh, who is the only current player for either Liverpool or Real to have played for both? Uh, answer will follow this very short break. That's I mean, and it keeps, you know, we're in the international break, so you've got those couple of weeks now you can dream or look forward to a game. And if you get through the, the course, then the semis to come. And it's like, you know, it's just... I, I still I don't believe right now, and I don't think many Liverpool fans believe they'll win the European Cup this year. But I think if we get through this round, I think we will then. Because I think when, once you're in the semi, and it takes me back to 05, where we didn't believe before we played Juventus. But once you beat Juventus, even though we had Chelsea in the semi, it's a bit like... It's only, it's only two games. It's like a semi and a final. You know, anything can happen. So, I think if Liverpool get through this round, I think that's when the belief will really kick in that someone big will have gone out from the other side of the draw. There might have been an upset with uh, City Dortmund. Uh, and then we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think... 
everyone welcome back to the build-up show uh yes the jamie carragher interview exclusively for the redmentv.com looking ahead to real madrid and having a little bit of a flight of fancy as to what liverpool uh, could face further down the line if they get past this game uh, we also chatted about man city's hopes psg uh Bayern munich as well yeah really really good stuff and it is available exclusively and streaming right now on the redmentv.com uh, we've also got a bunch of champions league documentaries because i don't know whether you're aware but we've been to a few finals lately um and we've done quite well in 50% of them um, so yeah <laughs> those documentaries are also there so if you want to keep yourself excited get buzzed look back on uh, some memorable moments uh, yeah so we've got our streaming service over there on the redmantv.com go and sign up now uh, there's also an exclusive competition if you join at club legend level over on there more details to follow at the end of the video um, yes who is the only current player to play for either Liverpool or Real Madrid um, both I should say uh, Chris any ideas Andy Robertson <laughs> played there before Hull didn't he yeah definitely <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's Fabinho isn't it? it is Fabinho well done yes well done indeed if you got that give yourself a big pat on the back and drop a like on the video ready to pop the question the jewellers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Um, right, sound. Uh, Callum, it's tough to see any midfield three for Liverpool that doesn't have Thiago, Genie and Fabinho in really, isn't it? I think, you know, Genie got a little bit of rest uh, at the weekend. He's the man for all occasions. He's the man for the big games, particularly in Europe. Um, Fabinho, we've been a different, a different uh, you know, prospect since he's come back into the team and, and, and Thiago, we're finally seeing him at the level of which we bought him, really. Um, would you do any, do you think there's a chance that we do anything different? No, I, I don't think we do anything different for the first leg. I think if we're trailing going into the second leg, I think we maybe go to a 4-2-3-1. But for the first game, I think 4-3-3 makes sense, especially with uh, Benzema playing. It just offers that bit of extra support for Kabak and Phillips, but also for the wings as well. You have two uh, central midfielders you can cover for Bino over there and, as well as the fullbacks. It just makes sense for the first game. And then we can kind of assess after the first 90 minutes and see where we go then. Yeah, I mean, the good thing is about this, Sam, is let's use Nabi Keita as a good example of this. 
So if he goes away on international duty, he doesn't play all the games, um, but he actually gets a game of football, which is great. He comes back, he's in, he's in decent form, he's fit. Klopp's got a track record of starting him in big football matches. I don't expect Cater to start this game, but he's another, he's a good example. And Curtis Jones as well, actually. If, if either of them started in this game, I don't think any of us would bat an eyelid. Interestingly, though, I'm kind of... I, I, I wonder whether we do go with the four, because... I think we, we were here last October or it was in November against Man City and it was, how can you not play Jota? But then the importance of Firmino and Klopp's and loyalty to Firmino and understanding of his importance is hard to quantify. So um, I, I do wonder whether we almost do play a 4-2-3-1 because in a sense that it looks really attacking, what you can almost do is have five or six players constantly behind the ball and one of the full-backs goes, the other one stays with the two midfielders sitting and vice versa and you've got the front four causing problems. I know I, I, I'm not Pep Linder so I couldn't tell you how we're going to break it down but their back three will also maybe play a part in how we select because they are going to play a back three. It's not, they're not going to not play without Ramos. So I'm not sure really. I, th- I think it gives Real Madrid selection headaches in terms of what, what, what Liverpool are going to do and, and I think Klopp's got a big decision to make as well because how do you leave Jota out but Bobby's Bobby? Yeah. Yeah, well, Sam makes a good point there. Real Madrid have kind of flitted back and forth between a back four and a back three, Chris. They played it uh, back three at the weekends. They played back four the game before that. They played a, a three against Atalanta in the second leg as well, but a four in the first leg. Um, are you bothered what they, what they particularly what they try no, to do? I want them worrying about what we're going to do. And I want them reacting to what we're going to do rather than... I don't think Liverpool change formation if Real Madrid play a four or a three. I think Liverpool go out there, decide what they're going to do and play it against both formations. Do you know what I mean? So for me, I'm looking at the front three and personally, I'm going Jota, Mane and Salah in this one. Um, and I'm probably resting Bobby Firmino. Mm-hmm. And, I, and because for me... Having that steal of a Gini Wijnaldum in the midfield alongside Fabinho and Thiago is what will give us the platform to win the game. If we go to a two-man midfield, it's not that we can't, but you're asking a lot from from Bobby Firmino to be able to bring that industriousness that a Wijnaldum will bring with Thiago and with Fabinho to a two-man midfield plus Bobby Firmino. So for me, I'm going a little bit safer, a little bit more conservative and asking the front three to pull their defenders if it is a three drag them all over the place I want them confused as to where who's going to pop up left who's going to pop up centrally I want them a breakdown in communications because that's the thing that I'm looking to to sort of um, take advantage of if they play a four at the back every defender in the world can play a four at the back mm-hmm. without thinking about it yeah. If a three is a relatively new formation for them and they play a three, then you're having to pass players off and it's a lot more difficult for the defender. You're putting them under mental stress. You make errors in those situations and that's what I'm looking to capitalise on. I, I don't mind a back three if it's an offensive back three. Something you were talking about, Sam, actually, in the, in the, in the, in the WhatsApp group the other day. Like, Leipzig played three at the back. And they're the what the second, they're the best defense in Germany, pretty much, you know. And it depends on what the fullbacks are going to do now. If they're playing Lucas Vazquez as a as their a nominally right wing back or right mid or right back, depending on how it looks, that's not that's not them doing a a, a West Brom and putting. Loads yeah, and loads of men. And it would be Marcello still on the left, would it? Yeah, but pres- let's be honest, he's not a left back. You know, I, I don't mind the idea of them playing theatre back per, per se. Um, but it's interesting because the midfield, I, I agree, the midfield battle thing is where it's going to be interesting. I want to see Fabinho, Thiago, Gini, or if you know, if we have to swap one of them out, fine, whatever, as long as it's not Fabinho. Um, 
Oh, if they, because presumably they're going to do everything in their power to make a cruise Modric and Casemiro who start that game. That's still, I guess, that's still their best midfield. I've not watched anything of Real Madrid this season, to be fair. Um, but they have. It hasn't always been the case. Now, Cruz doesn't play at the weekend, which says to me that if they can, they'll get make sure he's right. He's right for that. You're right. I want that. I want to see how. I want those three midfielders on both sides to go head to head and see who comes out on top. And I think you're right. The team that does will have the platform to go on and go on and win the football match. Um, but it's interesting on the front line, then Callum, you know, we we had when we did the build up for Arsenal, we were talking a little bit about do you work it backwards from Madrid? Does Klopp go with Bobby Firmino because as much as he's not having the best season all round for us, it's Europe and it's a big game and it's Bobby and he comes alive in these kind of situations in a different pace to the Premier League as well, and it's tried and tested. Um, but equally, we've seen, you know, if, we, if we're trying, if we're going to play counter attacking, there's a there's a re- there is a real option there to just put Jota as a front three and go go on. We'll just sit back, soak it up, and look to it. Use. Yeah, um, I think I think I'd go with the three pacey forwards of of Mane, Salah, and, and Jota for this one. Um, obviously, everyone knows I rate Bobby highly, but in this particular game, if they're going three at the back, I like the prospect of Mane, Salah, and Jota going three on three with whoever they play at centre back. It just it, it tickles my fancy. It's a battle I want to see. It's a battle I think we can come out on top of. And I just think it gives us that that dynamic where if we are sitting deep and we win the ball back, Trent or Robbo can play a ball or Fabinho or Thiago can play a ball over the top or through the channels and just say, right, you guys go and chase that, go and just destroy that defence now. Yeah. I, I, it's The beauty of this, again, you're right, Jota's... Jota probably should start because of how the, ro- the rotation thing's gone, Chris. But there is something, you made reference to this at the weekend. Like, you should always put your best foot forward. We've, had, we've been having this debate for 11 years. Do you start your best team or do you keep something in reserve? But we're, Jota makes this a difficult conversation to add because he's so good off the bench. And he does give you... Both break glasses we discussed on the final way show for Arsenal. It gives you the ability to change it to a four four two three one and get the four on there. But he also he's just boss, and I want him to play every every game of footy, and I want him to start. But there is something to go when you just go up a gear. It's nil nil, and you want to go and give them more. You know, the legs are starting to tire, and all of a sudden here comes this angry, hungry jotter into the equation. That's where it's he, tough for he, he He's brilliant off the bench. Like there, there are players that are really good substitutes, and Jota's that. He's a great starter as well. But he's, I think he's the best off the bench of the four of them yeah. as well, as being one of the, uh, maybe the best finisher, or, you know, him and Salah is the best finishers. So, you know, we butted, we butted Arsenal up, basically, and put Jota on when they were getting tired and they'd been dragged all over the place, uh, for want of a better phrase. Um, and, and yet, you know, Jota comes on and gets the two goals. There's an option for doing something like that with Real Madrid but I want them stressed from the first minute I want this to be a mentally taxing 90 minute game of football for Real Madrid where their defenders are constantly on edge and I think you know if you were to introduce in my scenario and Callum's scenario Bobby a little bit later then it's a different it's not the pure pace that you're bringing with Jota from the bench but you're going to stress them in a slightly different way if it is nil-nil but I think that look if Liverpool put the best foot forward Liverpool do play Jota, Mane and Salah then I think that's good enough to be honest and I think you can then you're hopefully in a position where you're changing things for a different reason yeah yeah, it's it's just (laughs) <laughs> you know, we're, we're, the, the thing about the 4-2-3-1 shout and I, why I'm not comfortable with it 
in this kind of situation just because I know you brought it up Sam and it, there's nothing wrong if we start it I'll be made up just just for talk and sake right now is that thing of where do you go where do you go from there you know you, there's no more attacking Liverpool you know there's no one else you're adding to that you could maybe you could refresh the midfield so you might bring Cater in that might give you a little bit more or maybe Ox at, at his peak which we haven't quite seen yet but I, um, I know we've got a lot of midfield options that I think are, re- are ready to go in this one. But this is the thing about it right now. You know, we're talking about do Real Madrid go with a three, a three at the back or a four at the back? But also, yeah, they're, they're thinking the same thing. What Liverpool did against Arsenal, there's no way Zidane and his coaching staff are trying to having that in the back of their mind. That there's not, you know, we, we might start 4-2-3-1, but there's every chance as well that we go to it at some point during the game. You know, we've got... <sighs> Barring any unforeseen circumstances between now and kick-off, we've got an amazing set of options and they're all kind of ready to go as well. Um, so, yeah, we are... I think Real Madrid are probably slightly over-preparing for this game more than maybe, maybe we are for them. Yeah, and what's interesting with Real Madrid as well... I'll come to it off from four in a second. By the way, I'm with actually you, Chris. And personally, I would play the the four three three. But I just I threw the spanner in the works about Klopp because he did it at City, so he's got mm-hmm. he's got sort of history of doing that when he was not sure. But I'm with you. I'd mm-hmm. play Ronaldo and Thiago for being on from from free with Jota. But there's something also that kind of could be a real spanner in the works for Madrid here. And if we win the game, right, and we win the game where it looks like Real Madrid have got a real uphill task second leg. Now, of course, they're gonna they're going to be um, you know, up for overturning and stuff. But Atletico Madrid lost at the weekend and they are now two points off the top and they've got an mm. El Clasico in between. Um, and in my opinion, whoever wins that Clasico will win the league now. That's my opinion. Uh, and, and a lot of people will probably agree with that. So there is another dynamic for Real Madrid that's crept up in the last couple of days where they probably don't know where they are with all this at the moment. It's probably taking a game. It's a bit like us with the top four, but let's be honest, if it comes to cut the mustard, the Champions League is going to take precedence, isn't it, for us? Whereas for them, it's a little bit a bit more complex. So yeah. there's an opportunity here that if Klopp does get it right, or is a bit cheeky with his selection, or does do something that Madrid don't see coming and we do get the game won, so whether that be formation or personnel, it could change everything for next week because of what Madrid have got to think about. Yeah, and I think that's where it's going to get interesting with how teams are picked for both sides. Yeah, that's a, it's a fascinating point. We, we, we drew our attention to that, the, the El Clasico thing when the draw was made. The, and, you know, you know, the league's moved, progressed a couple of games on since then. We talk about teams losing their heads and losing focus. Like, Real Madrid are such, such dyed-in-the-wall winners that I can't see them losing focus in the way that, like, you know, like a, 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 a hot, on, you know, coming up on the tracks of the Liverpool side does or, you know, or, or whatever. But that's the that's what you're playing for potentially with this game, Chris. Is you're playing to make sure that Real Madrid's eyes are, are off the prize by the time the second leg rolls around because they've got the they've got a classico the weekend. If you can get a good result here, if you can go and get a lead, a good lead, not just a goal lead, get a couple of goals, and that might be a might be this might sound stupid for people who are uh, you know watching Real Madrid week in week out. This might be ridiculous for me even to suggest this, but we've blown teams away before, particularly in Europe. You enter a world where Real Madrid have got no choice but to make sure all their focus goes on to La Liga because if they lose two games in a week, then they've lost the European Cup and potentially La, La Liga in the space of in the space of seven days. Yeah, I mean, let's do that then. Why not? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, I'm all in on trying to get a four 0 win. Yeah, yeah, let's just do that. Um, Mane, I want to talk about just briefly before we wrap up. I'll stick with you, Chris, because um, I've seen a lot of people in the comments saying. 
actually don't rest Bobby, rest Marnie, and bring Jotted in for Marnie for this one. Um, which I'm not opposed to, by the way. I think that's that's another example. It gives you another really exciting, pacey player to bring into the match, which is one thing. Where do you stand on it? Because his form's actually upticked in terms of his overall yeah, output in recent for me, games. For me, uh, listen, we're not getting the end product out of Sadio Mane right now. We're not getting the end product out of Bobby Firmino right now either. When I look at Jota in the front three, it changes a lot. And I think you, he's, him and Marnie are so good at switching positions. I don't really want to see Bobby switching positions with Jota and, and moving out to the left-hand side. But I do like Jota through the middle. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if, if Firmino starts with Jota, we'll see less of Jota in the middle. Yeah. And we'll see, you know, or if, if we do see Jota in the middle, we're seeing Bobby on the left. And I'd rather not that that be the case either. I think, you know, the front three nowadays does tend to be, if it's Mane and Salah and Firmino, it tends to stay roughly in the same position, whereas I think we see a little bit more fluid motion yeah. um, when you see Jota and Mane. So that's why I'd go for that. I think Jota's asking questions of defenders that the other three aren't, uh, the other three aren't as well. So for me, I'd, I'd personally stick with Jota. I do want to talk about Naby Keita, though. We will do in do, a second. I do, like, I do like Keita for this game. Just the, the Mane stuff, Callum, the thing that's interesting, about him because obviously Robbie Firmino has not been informed, but he's coming back from injury. Mane, you know, he's got four goal contributions in his last four games for Liverpool. You know, he scored two, um, he scored a goal apiece in either the um, Leipzig games. It's actually not true, sorry, because there's league games in between there. But in terms of the last two Champions League games in particular, he's bagged in them. So he's not been, he's actually his goal scoring form in the Premier League has been pretty dire in recent weeks, but he has been a different, he's just been a different proposition in Europe. I can't. I can't see how he doesn't start this game, but that it. But it is a reasonable point that you get to keep with the four three three. You get to keep with the tried and tested Bobby Firmino doing Bobby Firmino things, but maybe just I don't know. Just keep Mane in reserve. I I, I don't know. Um, no, I mean, I, I would. I would <laughs> uh, no, 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 it's probably. It's probably no, yeah, I, yeah. I, I get the arguments and I get why people are saying that. It, it it's not a silly thing saying. It, it makes sense, but I just think. Pace is a real, real killer against teams like Real Madrid, especially with the injuries they have at the moment. No, Danny Carver had either, apparently, and Mane could really be licking his lips at the prospect of going up against his team. And I think he would be more impactful than Bobby Firmino in that starting front three, in my opinion. Okie dokie. Go on then, Chris. Navigator. Well, I just think that there's your option to change the game if you do start with your, your Jota, Mane and your Salah because I think Keita just brings something different. I don't think you lack first steal in the midfield when you play Keita, but I do think you get something a little bit better going forwards, you know, the way he likes to link up play. And again, this will be the type of game that, you know, Keita will have been relishing when he signed for Liverpool, coming in and playing in one of these humongous games against one of the greatest sides that have ever existed. And, and there's a plan platform for him to go and showcase what he can do and I think we're going to see something great from Cater between now and the end of the season and I don't know when it's coming but I know it's coming if you know what I mean yeah. so I, I'd like it to be this the one The ideal world scenario because I've said this before Jota's doing what Cater's done you know he's coming he's at the level to come in and start games of football you can start him in any game of football and there's no dip in quality he's just brilliant at footy he's just been let down by his body unfortunately for too, a little bit a little bit too frequently but what he is and this is why I like the idea actually of I would Jota should be starting because his form he's made himself a worthwhile option but I'm not if, if we decide not to start Jota and not to start Cater, then that means for me we've got a situation where 60 minutes 65 70 you can potentially 
potentially bring Cater on and Jota, who at the bare minimum maintain the level that you had prior to the substitutions, but actually arguably make your team a bit better. Um, and that's something that, you know, can Real Madrid handle that? Because again, we talk about it, that midfield's not getting any younger. Mm. You know, that, that, te- that team is not the absolute best. We're all, every team in World Footy that's been playing all season is suffering a bit now. We've seen energy levels falling off across the board, across footy, you know, more wins being had on on home grounds in a way for away teams and what have yeah. Liverpool have got this for the first time in ages, and we just we saw this with the it was Leipzig was the first time we really got to see it. It's like oh wow, we can just change we can we can change the team and improve. There's no more oh god, we've got to throw. To Kumi Minamino into midfield because we just need someone to get some rest. We're just throwing Divakun Origi on and all looking up to the heavens and saying, you know, it's eating our, saying our present, taking our vitamins and all that kind of stuff, you know, <laughs> hoping that it's going to come out in our favour. Yeah, we, this is Liverpool. Like, yeah, Ari- the Origi thing, we were talking about this a little bit on the final word and I was going to pop in then and say, but I've got to save on one of my footy managers and I was Cardiff, right? And I'd signed Andy Carroll as my break glass solution. Um, and, and he come on in like the first game of the season and scored a header. And that was it. In my mind, he was always going to come on and score goals. Now I checked the stats at the end of the year. He scored two after coming on as a sub nearly 45 <laughs> times for me, right? But I was playing the Divock Origi card because he's done it before and I remember it. And yeah. it just doesn't mean he's very good at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know absolutely. I, mean? oh, absolutely. I, mean, I was like, I really, brought him on 45 times for two goals what an idiot look at you know again bear, bear in mind barring any any things which could happen because that's where the season's gone you've got Naby Keita who's ready to go Ox is probably is pretty he's ready to go as he's been for for quite some time it's either going to be Bobby or Jota likely you know one of them will be, one of them will be on the substitutes bench and Curtis Jones these are all lads who can come on into the into the big onto the biggest stage and deliver for us um, very very exciting indeed um Let's have some score predictions then, Chris. Liverpool are going to win this game by two goals to nil. The nil is a guaranteed in it because we're going to have Nat Phillips and Kabak starting <laughs> at the back. So we can chalk that down. And then it's just that how many are Liverpool going to score? Ooh. Two. Okay. Callum? I'm going to go 3-1 Liverpool. Okay. Yeah, I think, I think KG first, 45. I think we'll piece them open in the second half. Interesting. Sam? 3-0. Go on, Sam. (laughs) Go on. Bollocks on the the table. Bollocks on the table. Fuck it, why not? Yeah. 3-0. I love that. 5-0, Paul? Yeah, I was going to go big on a a 3-0 or whatever. 3-1. yeah, well, go on. Go Benzema will score because he always scores. He always scores. Um, but that'll that'll be it. I actually wouldn't even mind like a they maybe bag early and we just shake it off and just go and go and batter them a bit. Like you know, taking a a big blow on. You throw the biggest punch and we just go and wipe it off and laugh and then go and smack <laughs> them everywhere. But if we just did what if we play like we've played it in those two games against Leipzig and it, look different team, different environment, different experience, of course. Um, sad. <laughs> But yeah. Alisson hasn't conceded with this moustache either, has he? Oh, <laughs> so there's there's another thing. I, mean, I don't know. He's, he might have conceded 
ha- being able to have intercourse with his wife because I don't know whether the moustache is really <laughs> it, she's for it or not. Like, but uh, he, he's not he's not short on options. All I'm saying is that if if social media is to go by, people are absolutely adoring it. Second best moustache associated with Liverpool Football Club after me dad at this I was point. Say <laughs> <laughs> okay, we know we need that. Cool. Let us know uh, in the comments then what you think. If the we win the Champions League this season, will you grow an Alison moustache? Uh, I mean, I'll I, shave the rest of your beard. I was going to say, I've had one the whole time. I just don't shave. No, absolutely not. It's ridiculous. Oh, come on. I do it every now and again. If I have a big shave, I'm just know leave to it do on, it. Just have a shave it off and then send the photo to my dad and go. <laughs> uh, but no, no, I couldn't, I couldn't do that. Um, if you, Liverpool, what about if you? Liverpool win the Champions League this can season, I, draw one I will on you try to grow an Alison moustache. Can I draw one on you, you can draw one in the okay, marker so. on my face. Okay. Um, right. Yes, thank you for joining us. Let, you know, let us know your score predictions and and your starting 11 pair predictions in the comments section. Speaking of starting 11, uh, we're going to be live. If you're watching this live right now, it's not, it's coming up on the, it's coming up on the rails and it's, what time are we going live? About, About half an hour, one o'clock. About half an hour. So yeah, if you want to hang around, uh, then please do. Uh, but if you're watching after the fact, yeah, it'll be up on the, up on the YouTube channel. So do check that out. Don't forget to go and check out the Carrigan interview as well. Uh, really, really interesting. <laughs> Uh, insight into Liverpool's uh, Champions League campaign up and coming uh, that is exclusively on the TV.com. and as mentioned there's a competition uh, for Club Legend subscribers details will follow the end of this video but thank you so much to Callum uh, guys do go and uh, check out Team Coppish as well uh, they're just over 20,000 subscribers so let's get them up to 25 and beyond uh, so go and subscribe to there thank you very much to Sam Walker to Chris Pajak of course and for you guys at home uh, yeah Liverpool Real Madrid oh, yeah. uh, we'll be here with a watch along make sure you check that out on the night See you there, Tara.